We're holding by the Maral, remember the very end of the first parak. With this Shebez Hashem, the Maral in the first parak. We saw, he describes to us the timeline of the various Tanoim, Ben Achaben, until we get to the author of the Mishnah, Rebbe HaKadosh himself. And yet, the Mishnah, which we learn from Rebbe, isn't at the end of the first parak, where we think it would belong, and even the last star, quoted as Rebbe's son, from Gamriel. They rather begin the second parak. And the Maral wants to explain to us why the, these Mishnayas were left for the second parak and not included in the first. So the first reason he already gave us and we spoke about, and that is because the first parak follows a theme. It begins with the three things with which Hashem set up as pillars of the world and ends with the three ways where a person can attach himself to becoming those pillars. And the matter that's where the parak concludes. And what Rebbe and his son say, are no longer a part of that same theme, which is why they brought separately in the separate parak. And now the Maran is going to elaborate more on that idea. So he says, something separate. Besides the reason we already gave, there's a reason why it's not included in the parak, which continues, the, the, so to speak, describing the transmission door after door. Rebbe is referring to the actions of a person, like we'll see. Rabbi Gamriel and Rabbi Shimon afterwards spoke about how a person can perfect himself and how he can fix up his own seichel, so to speak. And Rebbe is talking about the actions a person can do which influence others. And that's the difference between them. What a person is meant to do things, which can have an effect. The person's actions are considered a person's descendants. Say about the tzaddik that he's good, that he eats the fruits of his actions. A person's actions are considered like his children. We'll explain this in a few minutes. That the Ikatolis of a person is main descendant of his actions. The words of Rebbe, which start the next parak, where he says, What's the way a person should choose? Be careful with a small mitzvah, as much as what seems to be a more important mitzvah. That's referring to a person's actions, his mitzvahs, and that in the context here are what's called the Tadotus of the person. And therefore, in place of what we spoke until now, discussing generation after generation, who was the son of who and who continued the Messiah from who, so Rebbe finishes off by saying that there's a second element which is considered a person's descendants as well, and those are his Maisim Tovim. That's the Musaf Rabbi. We know you do a Kiacha Maisim Bereshis, Siv Eila told us the Shemai of Oretz Behivaram, Shoya Oisim Tadodos. The Shemai of Oretz also has this idea of making descendants, which obviously aren't children, but it means the effects of their actions. That was in Yivifnatsmai. Ukanegadzeba Musa Rabbi, she told us Adam Tovim Visharim, Ureya told us Roim Bazarim. A person should check that the tzedodis he has are toivim, not bad. 
ולפיכך עושה מדברי רבי יורש הפרק. כי דבר זה כנגד עניין אחר שאין בכלל לעשות עם האמורס, וכנגד אלטוזה של מים וארץ. וכנגד זה מייס לאודם, כי רואה שהאודם מוציא מייס משלם ובזה מפני עצמו. This is a separate topic that we spoke about before, and therefore, just like in the Torah, there's a first, first paragraph of the Torah, which talks about the creation. And then we spoke about in the previous paragraph, that the idea is the creation begins from the voracious Bar-Lakim, which is setting up the fundamental uh, principles in the world, where we spoke about the three Amudim, which are all uh, alluded to the word voracious. And Bereshis ends with Hashem Baranakim Lassus, which we saw also, the combination of creation is a return to those same three principles. And that ends the first paragraph. And now the second paragraph goes back to the creation and talks about the acts, the told of Shemayim the results of Shemayim And that's a separate discussion. So here also, the Maral explains to us, Apirka Ovis mirrors the Master Bereshis. The first paragraph spoke about what a person can do to create themselves. And you, in the Maral's wrote previously, we already saw that, that it corresponds to the ten steps that we have in the first book of Pirkei Ovis, correspond to the ten Mamaris with which Hashem created the world. And then after the completion of the creation of the person, which ends the first book, here also the second paragraph, which just like the second paragraph in the Torah, talks about the Toldos Shemayim Varets, what the world produces. Standing over here, the second paragraph of Pirkei Ovis talks about what people can produce. Now let's talk about what tomorrow meant. It talks about what a person produces or what the world produces. Because told us, even though they normally mean descendants, the morale teaches us here that told us can also mean the, so to speak, what a person causes. The results of a person's actions, they're things that he brings into being. So in a physical sense, uh, a person brings children into the world, but a person also brings actions into the world. And being as he's the one who caused those actions to happen, so therefore, he's con- they're considered to be literally his children, the result of his action. That's in a physical state. We can talk about the person's actions as being the result of his mercy. A person begins the yeshiva, that becomes a child. A person writes a sefer, that becomes a child. A person starts a stock organization. These are things which a person causes in the world, and they due to him, so to speak, that, uh, that he made them. He brought them into being. So then, then they're credited to him. On a deeper level, we know that a person's actions create in a spiritual sense too. And if that's the case, so when a person does a maizim toiv, we know that it creates a malach. So all the maizim toiv a person has are really represented in the spiritual world by the malachim a person's creator. And those are also children, spiritual children, if you want to call it that. So that's the idea of the maizim of a person. The morale pointed out to us, and that's why the Rebbe, who's at the end, so to speak, of the line of the transmission of father to son, of generation to generation, of the transmission of the Torah, until the time he wrote the Mishnahis, which was until the end of the time of the Tanoi. So Rebbe tells us that there's another concept of Torah as well. There's another concept of Torah as well, of generations, descendants as well. And that concept is what a person creates with what they do. And that's going to continue after them, and it's going to be a source of ongoing merit. That's also a Tadadah. And where do we see this? It's amazing what the Torah teaches the us. The Torah teaches the us when it talks about Nach. It says, Eile told us Nach, Nach is Tzadik. And Chazal pointed out that doesn't make sense. If you're going to say, Eile told us Nach, these are the descendants of Nach, the answer to that, or the continuation of that line should be, Shem Chamein Yafis. 
Why do you say these are the generations of Noach? Noach was a tariq. That wasn't the generation of Noach. That's a description of Noach. And this is where Chazal teaches us this rule, where Rashi brings it down as well. And that is that the descendants of Noach was the fact that he was an ish tariq. His righteous deeds, that's considered his tariqs. That is what considers his descendants. Now, why it's fascinating that the Torah tells us this about Noach is because normally the idea of a descendant is something which a person leaves in the world after them. And we know that Noach, in his door, was childless for 500 years. And at that time, all the people in the world around him, had sons and daughters, like the Torah tells us. So think, all Noach's contemporaries, his neighbors, they were all, at the age of 500, they were all the heads of big clans of people. They had children and grandchildren and descendants. And at 500 years old, Noach was still single. And Noach could have thought to himself that he's destined to disappear. He has no continuation, he has no children, no descendants. Whereas everybody around him has uh, entire families. And in reality, what happened was, as we know, everybody together with their families got destroyed in the flood. And Noach survives. Why? Because of Noach's Masim Tavim. Noach was different to his generation. And Noach, whereas they had many descendants and many children, Noach had many Masim Tavim. And the effect of that was that Noach deserved to survive and they did it. And if that's the case, the generations which Noach was able to produce came from the Tadadis, came from the descendants of Noach, which were his, which were his merits, his chusim, and which, as a result of which, he was the only survivor in the world. So here's where Chazal tells us this important principle, and that is that a person's actions are considered Tadadis. Now, as you know, the halacha is that a person only can have children when he gets to the stage that he's, so to speak, complete in his own right. He's already a godal, he's already a fully developed himself, then it's shy for him to have children. That same idea applies here too. And that is before we turn the focuses on the Tayladish, before the turn the focuses on the descendants that a person is meant to produce, the actions he's meant to do, focusing outwards, the person first has to perfect himself. And that's why here also we have the first paragraph of us which talks about how a person is meant to work on themselves, whether it's their Ava, whether it's the Yira, whether it's their Seichel, the three levels we spoke about. And that brings a person to a stage of his own perfection. His own perfection in the sense that that way he's now able to uh, continue the job a person is meant to do in the world. And it's after that that the, apostle goes, the Mishnah goes on to talk about the effect a person can have on others. And that is how a person's influ- actions can influence people around him. That's what Rebbe begins the second paragraph by talking about, that the notice the person produces. And that's what Rebbe's Mishnah, the Mishnah which Rebbe is teaching to us is, and that is, the Derech HaTayv HaShiyev Adam, the good part the person should choose, is a person, something which is Tiferes Lemina Adam. Which means, if something which a person does, and he realizes is good, but that's not what other people see, it's not going to be something which is perpetuated. It's not going to be something which is looked up to because other people don't see it as being a matter. Even though in his own heart he knows it is. So therefore, something which is considered a maila has to have a second aspect as well. It's the fairest lamina adam. It's something which people admire, something which people look up to. Because when something which people look up to is something which people are going to emulate. And then it's a maisa which has an effect. 
That's a ma'isa which leaves Tadadus in this world, which leaves something behind, which leaves a continuation. And that's what Rebbe's teaching to us was, that the kind of actions a person should choose to do are those actions which are tiferes lay. Tiferes lay seho, it's the right thing to do, it's a mitzvah, and Hashem understands it, so in His eyes it's the right thing to do, and also tiferes lay minodam. It's those things where people see value in as well. And the people see value in as well, and because of that, so people are going to emulate that. And because of that, by doing such an action, a person is doing something which is going to have a continuation in this world. Because other people will, will, will notice, and other people will do the same, and that gives something its mind. That's the side of the mission of Rebbe. Let's share a story in the Torah and a famous Midrash which brings out this point. The Torah tells us that when Moshe Rabbeinu was chosen by Hashem to be the leader of the Jewish people, Moshe very much did not want to go. And what was Moshe's reason for refusing? So deep down, Moshe eventually reveals his true hesitation to take the role. And that is, he's worried that his older brother Aaron is going to be offended if the younger brother becomes a leader. And Hashem tells Moshe, Aaron Akoin is going to be happy for you. He's not going to be jealous. He's going to take pride in your success. He's not going to feel slighted. He's going to see you and his heart's going to rejoice for you. Now, listen to a fascinating Midrash. It's a Midrash Rabbi in Rus, among other places. And the Midrash says like this. If Aaron would have known that the Torah would write that about him, that he would see Moshe's success and be happy in his heart, he would have come to meet Moshe with a full band, with tupim and mechoilas, with instruments, that everybody would be, would be dancing, everyone would make a celebration of the occasion. And there's a similar chazan. The pastor says about Reuben, that when he heard the brothers plan to sell to kill Yosef, so Reuben said, let's throw him into a pit instead. And really, the Torah says that Reuben's intention was, if he's in the pit, then later on I'll be able to sneak back and, and pull him out and bring him back home again. And here also, Chazal make the same comments. And Chazal say, if Reuven would have known that the Torah would write that about him, then he would have carried Yosef home on his shoulders. So what? Like Reuven, like Aaron Akkoy, looking for publicity. And if they would have done that, they would have gotten positive press coverage in the Torah, they would have made a bigger deal out of it. What's the, trying, what's the Chazal trying to say? And the answer is, this is the, exactly the point we made before. The Rebbe is teaching us is what Chazal is showing us in the stories of the Torah. And that is, when Aaron HaKoyen got a message from Hashem, go out to the desert to meet Moshe. He's coming back to Mitzrayim in the capacity of the, the Redeemer of Klai Yisrael. So Aaron HaKoyen is fulfilling a private instruction to him from Hashem, to himself from Hashem. And therefore, of course, how does Aaron feel inside about the fact that his brother Moshe is chosen as a leader? He's very happy for Moshe. But Aaron Akon didn't realize that this is a mitzvah which is Tiferes Lai Mino Adam. This is a mitzvah which the Torah is going to point to and say, look at the greatness of Aaron. Because had Aaron realized that, that this would be showcased, that this was something that people were meant to learn from, and this is something which everyone admires and aspires to do the same, then Aaron would have taught that lesson. Then Aaron would have shown everybody himself. This is something which can be learned from. This is an action which is an action which other people can also appreciate and gain from. 
he would have also been, he would have, so to speak, demonstrated it much more obviously. Similarly, Ravain. Ravain thought he was acting against his brothers. They wanted to kill Yosef. And Ravain's question, I'm going to skip Yosef alive. But I'm not going to share it with anybody. They think they're doing the right thing. I'll do what I'm doing quietly. I don't want to know about it. But say Chazal, had Ravain known that the Torah would compliment him, and the Torah would choke us, look what Ravain did, this was the right thing to do. Then Ruben would have done it openly. The word of Shani's brothers, the right thing to do is to save Yosef, I'm taking over publicly on my shoulders. Because if a person can do a mesa, which is Tiferis Lada bin Adam also, a person can do something which makes more to others, because he inspires other people by what he does. And there's an extra value to that, the mitzvah, because it's a mitzvah which brings in its way more mitzvahs to. That doesn't mean a person is meant to take personal pride in what they do. Of course, there's a maila in doing things betina. There's a maila without publicizing it. But sometimes a person does an action, which is, he realizes, this is something if, if other people knew about, they would learn from. If other people realize this, they would do the same. So then there's a maila in publicizing such a mitzvah. Not to take credit, but rather to give other people credit. To give them the chance to do the same and emulate the same mitzvah. Morocco, Arizona, and he says, don't, don't reply to specific acts. A general rule. The actions a person should do. It includes all the kinds of actions a person should do. It's probably the Rebbe should be a new parak, a new topic. The second point, and that is the continuation, is what it says, that uh, person's Derech Eretz is a good continuation, a good mix with Talmud Torah, a good completion of that. It's also people do, it's the kind of actions a person does. The way he explains Derech Eretz isn't good manners, Derech Eretz means the way a person acts which helps the world run. So you have mitzvahs which are klapei Hashem and the way a person acts regarding this world. That's something new which we have to explain in a minute what the moral means that only came into being after the chet of Adam Rishon. That's something you didn't have, the Derech Eretz that had to run the world, you didn't have or didn't need beforehand. Hashem sends him out of Eden to work the ground where he's come from. That's the last stage, how a person relates to running things in this world. When a person was kicked out of Gan Eden, now there becomes a new thing. To guard the Derech Eitzachayim is to guard the Derech Eretz and to guard the Torah. Derech Eretz is referred to the Derech Eitz is referred to is a symbol for the Torah. He also a couple of Nishma Derech Eretz. It only existed, the morale proves to us, only after he comes kicked out of Gan Eden. That's therefore the last stage of our person. It wasn't even part of the original plan for a person. The last Torah mentioned is Rebbe's sons, who Rebbe still includes in the Mishnah, 
And the last point mentioned is the idea of a derech eretz. The mixture of Torah and derech eretz drive away avera. Both together, that takes away a person's uh, tendency to do avaris. When a person acts or they mentor, then a person doesn't make mistakes. Commercial is fine, like we're going to see in the next paragraph. And therefore, you'll see when you understand how deep the spirit is. You'll see the depth of what Chacham are talking about, and that's how he concludes his discussion of the first paragraph. What the Maral means by Dvarim Amukim, which he doesn't share with us, obviously we can only guess at, because he doesn't tell us more, but perhaps we can, we can explain the principle he said, and perhaps that's also the Dabur Amuk that he was referring to. And he says that the Mishnah. Of Rebbe, we understood why that defines the mice of a person. A mice of a person by mitzvahs. A mice of a person in a way which is going to lead other people to be inspired. And we said it's teferis laminadam. But then we saw there's a second, a second level too. The, the Mishnah describing the son of Rebbe, or Gamriel, and he says that a person should do something which involves Torah and Derech because the Yigiyah Shlem is when you have both of those together, then it makes a person forget about doing a virus. And what's this idea of derech eretz? So to speak, acting within the way the world's meant to run. And the, 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 the morale explains it. And the next point he tells us is that this is something which only existed after Adam was chased out of Gan Eden. He was, once he was no longer in Eden, that he was given the job, Lishmar is derech eitz Nishmar to God, the derech is a derech eretz, like the Midrash Shibot says, and Eitzachayim is a Torah. So now there's a mixture of his responsibility to keep the Torah and to keep derech eretz. And that together would prevent a relapse, would prevent Adam Rishon doing further averes. What does this level refer to? What's being explained? So let's explain the first point that the Maral says, and that is the idea of the derech eretz. What, we, what, what does it teach us? So the principle is like this. What other Mauritians' existence in the Ganeidin, the Maisa, we see also there, there was a concept of Le'oftu and Le'shamu. And he has to look after Ganeidin. But, like Hazal tell us, that looking after Ganeidin was in a more of a spiritual sense. Other Mauritians didn't have to deal, so to speak, with the physical side so much of Ganeidin. And that's what Hazal tell us, that love the Shamras, And Hazal tell us that there were Malachim who took care of, so to speak, menial labor for him, who prepared his food for him. So that wasn't a part of what other Mauritian had to do. And in that sense, other Mauritian Eden could be fully focused on Ruchnis. It was a setting where it lent itself to someone where there would be only Ruchnis. Whereas when a person comes out of Gan Eden, so it came out into a reality of a world where there's a business of Mechotech where a person has to work hard to earn food, where there's a way which a person is expected to work within the world which demands a lot of a person's time and effort. And that's not because necessarily it's a mitzvah, it's because that's, that's necessary for him to function or to continue to survive in this world.
And why does the person need all that activity? Why is it important for a person that they should be so involved in activities which aren't necessarily of a spiritual nature, which aren't necessarily a source of a source? The answer is what we saw before. And that is a gesh name Because if a person wouldn't be employed in this world in doing something of importance, then there's a danger that they would instead be doing things which are also. And therefore it's better that a person should spend their time in activity which occupies them than without that activity which would then cause them to never. And here's the difference. When a person would be on the level that the only activities they would be doing would be mitzvahs. So then of course, anything else which distracts a person from that is something negative. It's taking them away from their ability to be completely focused on and completely connected to the Torah and the mitzvahs. But if there's a reality where if a person isn't kept occupied, they're going to be involved in Avera. Like the Mishnah says in Ksuvus, that there's a concept of that Hashem or maybe the Chet, that bored, being bored or being unemployed actively brings a person to do Averas. So then the outcome is going to be Chet. It's better that a person should be kept busy in activities which are not in Avera rather than being left to do things which are in Avera. And that's why, that's where, that's where Derek Eris plays a role. Being busy with having to deal with things in the world as a place. Because without that, the people will have more free time to do Averis. Before Adam and the Yetzirah, and therefore there wasn't, the, there wasn't that same temptation or that same threat of him doing Averis. So then he didn't have to be that busy with this world. The intention and expectation would be You'll be fully focused on Avodah Sashem. But once there is the Yetzirah, and then if a person has time, they might use it to devote to the Yetzirah. So then it's better they should be, be busy with other things which prevent them doing wrong. A person is working hard all day it's, uh, as a day laborer to make a Parnassah, doesn't have the energy or the time to do Averis. A person is living a life of luxury and doesn't have to take care of any physical so to speak, profession, so then they're free to do what they want and they will end up doing Averis. And this is the this, this is the last the last lowest level, if one wants to call it that, which the morale says, so to speak, mirrors the last door, which we refer to the door of uh, the son of Rabbi Hanasi, Rabbi Gamliel, and that is when Rabbi spoke about the, the, the maila of a person's actions in a way where uh, the mind of a person's actions in a way where it brings the person to greatness. And only that it can bring other people, teach other people greatness too. So the opposite, the second part of that, the sequel, is even when that's not the value of a person's mindset. But nevertheless, it's, it's still a value to a person's mindset because they're going to, in, the, in the case where they stop it from doing a very. In the case they stop it from doing a very. And that's what's shown in the Derech Yitzchak. The Torah which a person can still learn, is obviously still meant to learn today, which helps the person back up again, and the other activities that a person does, which prevent them from falling further. The balance of the two of them will prevent a further error, and at the same time help a person try to regain what they lost. That's the Yafat Talmud Torah One, Obviously, in the Maral, we have some Riyadat Mishra, we'll see in more detail. One more point which we'll finish off with here. And that is, that's the rule. 
because once man is left with the Yetzirah, so then the, the default position has to be that a person needs both. That's the means by which Hashem prevents people doing more virus. Whereas, there's always the possibility of the Tzadik, of the person that Hashem shows, has seen, has proven himself, and has shown that he's not interested in doing a virus. And that he focuses all his energies and efforts on Torah, and if he would have the opportunity not to be involved in Derech Eretz, then he would dedicate himself more completely to Torah. The person like that is released from the obligation of Derech Eretz. The person like that, like Rav Amram writes at the end of Hilchus Shemitah the person like that, similar to Shavit Levi, whose needs get provided for him so that he can devote himself completely and uninterruptedly to Torah, that applies to anybody who's on that level. Except for the person who hasn't yet proven himself worthy. The person is not yet on that level, so then it's a good thing for him that he has to have Derech Eretz too, because that's the point which prevents him from slipping. That's the point which prevents him having the, the endless, so to speak, downtime, free time, which is going to be a source of error. But the option is always open to a person. If they're willing to rise to the level, that it's no longer necessary for them. So then, for that person, he doesn't need the Derech And then it goes back to the first level. The level Rebbe spoke about, of a person who all his maizim are maizim which are antiferous. They're a source of limit, they're a source of learning, they're a source of a uh, person's full de- dedication and focus is only on is only on the 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 ruchnius, the only on what the, the spiritual gain from his actions. Then he doesn't need that last level. And that's the to- last two levels of the Muslim. Rebbe and his son, we talk about after the development of the person in a spiritual sense and his, and his ability to be ready to fulfill what she wants him to fulfill is how we value the person's actions. Either as the Rebbe describes it as a deferris for him and for people around him, or the other way, at least as a way which prevents the person himself from slipping from the level of the earth.